Today is a lovely day to run. Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. Good times ahead. Pizza fun, party ice cream, yes. pals. Uh, in other words, Steve Simone is our guest. Exactly. The nicest guy. He's like a big kid. Literally, he's got it figured out, man. He is the fucking best. This episode went exactly how I thought it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Uh, we got. There were some moments we got a little serious. Which, we Steve is a, a student of like life and behavior and what really matters. He's obsessed yeah. with figuring out what really matters in life. Mm-hmm. That's what's great about him. Yeah. He sees He sees the whole field. He cares. He cares, man. You know what I mean? Yep. He cares about his fellow man. Yep. Uh but it was a fun episode when we didn't oh, get like depressing serious. But no, we no, got no. serious at moments, and then like by the end, we're talking about the joys and wonders of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Steve loves snacks. Yeah, and good food. He's from Philly, so fucking. Anytime yeah. I find a place that has like authentic anything East Coast, I'm always like, "Where's Simone? I gotta yeah. ask him what's up. Is yeah. this for real? Is it legit? Has he had it?" Um, we got into a lot of cool shit. This is just a all all-out fucking fun episode yeah he's the best uh you guys gotta listen to his podcast good times good times with steve simone you find it on itunes soon to be on all things comedy uh which is exciting part of the family um what do we got coming up uh we have a show it's gonna be dope it's march 29th Uh at the ice house it's three for 30 it's me nick youssef and the teab jason tebow um, Lineup to be determined when we're there. I like how he does that. Where he uh, goes, it's like it's random. Kinda. Oh, it is. Yeah. So cool. no one knows who's going up first, second, or third, but everyone does thirty. Yeah. Um, at the Ice House, ten thirty p.m. March 29th. He does these all the time. He does one a month, three different comics, uh, and they're really good shows because you get to watch. If you live out in L.A. and you like, you know, whatever comics you like, you get to see him do longer sets. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to drive another 10 or 15 minutes to get to Pasadena, but it's worth it. Come to that March 29th, me, Kevin, Jason Tebow. 1030. Um, and then what else? You got anything else? Uh, not. You want to throw. It'll be the weekend of the 13th, 14th, 15th. This comes out on the 11th. I think I'm in San Diego with Dean Del Rey on like the 17th. Or Killer. I don't know. I got man. I mess. I keep messing up all my dates. It's funny. Uh, I will be on the 13th, 14th, and 15th. I will be uh, watching Tool in a different oh. city every one of those <laughs> nights. I considered going to the San Diego show. Dude, you want to go to the Fresno one? Okay, no. Oh. Um. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. It's too far. I gotta find. I actually have to find someone to go. I asked one person Dude, to just crowdsource it Meet a stranger Oh I'm not doing that <laughs> I can't have it potentially be If it's some Oh weird, yeah you know You can't have them affect your thing Yeah if it's, it's a four, Three hour car ride Four hour Do you Are you gonna have to be The guest of our podcast To talk about Tool When you come back I feel like you're not I'm Gonna be in a normal place Right 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 Cause I'll have seen so much Cause otherwise You're just gonna be trying To squeeze in Tool references To all our other episodes Well I mean I've seen them like Nine times already okay, but, so it's, but it's been a long time So are we gonna need To do a Tool purge It's <laughs> I don't think so It's been about two years Okay Maybe since I've seen Maybe a little more I, I don't know Maybe it has I don't know But I mean, I've seen them so much That it's not It's not like my life's gonna have been changed Look around. you don't like them That much anymore Okay uh, Yeah I'm over and Fuck them <laughs> burning all my tickets effective immediately okay <laughs> um all right so let's get into this episode you guys with yeah. the fucking hilarious brilliant storyteller the nicest guy possible high level human steve simone packing 
Because I want to ask. Because <laughs> that was the. You, you said that in the most cryptically creepy. We're, we're starting. Well, because started. I just realized, I was like, this, that's a great place to start with Steve going, why can't people just be nice? And then Kevin goes, if you give them the chance, they just kind of are. <laughs> and then in my head, immediately went to, that's what serial killers probably use as a way to lure people. They prey on people's that, that, niceties. Yeah. yeah. Which I obviously, mean, remember, it's a small percentage of people that in, are serious. Uh, Silence killers. of the Lambs, he would like wear a cast. He had a fake cast. Yeah. And yeah. that's, he'd ask for help into the van, and then the van, and then he'd get him in there. Yeah. Chubby chicks. Yeah, that's why I had a mom that told me, never trust. <laughs> oh, cool. So that's yeah. what, so there's the problem. Yeah. And we found out why you became a comedian within yeah. the first 30 <laughs> seconds. My mom said, never trust. She was like, they might ask you to help them find their puppy. But you know what, Steven? There is no puppy. <laughs> that's, what she, you in the that's what she told you as a kid. Filled my name, my, my name filled my brain with horror stories. It was the 80s. They tried. Right. They did their best to make sure. 80s was, was a big no talking to strangers, kidnapping yep. Stranger time. danger. Absolutely. Stranger danger. I yeah. love that term. It's funny. Well, that's a, uh, Neil was, ta- I was talking to Neil about this, like crime is down worldwide, mm-hmm. right? like especially in America, and like Los Angeles crime's down something big, like it's like 30%. Yeah, violent crime is l- the lowest I think it's ever yeah. been, the murder rate's the lowest it's ever been. But like walk through, a, as, as an adult male, walk through a park and see how you get looked at by the mobs. Yeah. Like it's, but it's like, it's like. Being hyper vigilant is at an all time high. Maybe that's why, but like violent crimes at a, at a low. Because the there's place. more story, there's more time to f- f- news time to fill on televised news and on the internet. So like any story about that's sort of creepy in any way is going to get a lot of traction. Yeah. yeah. Like there's more. I feel like every other day now there's like a teacher fucked a student story. There was yeah. a thing on Huffington Post today where like a, a girl, I guess as she she's got arrested, as she's being taken away, she like did a, a legit makeout kiss with her brother. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And then they and then I guess she did it again and I was like, <laughs> This is a tiny story, but it's like one of the f- top ten things on Huffington Post, I was like, God, you got to fill a lot of space on the yeah, internet. That's the problem. Stories yeah, like that. Uh, people have been doing that kind of crazy nonsense, whether for attention or just because yeah. they're insane forever. Yeah. But when back when there was just local news and maybe one or two cable channels, they would have been like, "This is just no. T- there's no time." You had less column inches to. You had yeah. more competition. Yeah. Because there's less space. Like the story about the teacher sleeping with a student would come up once a year, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe not even get covered because yeah. it wasn't considered news. Yeah. yeah. Like, believe it or not, I think Anchorman 2, like, they tried to make a political statement with that movie about mm-hmm. this isn't news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I really think we are being distracted from the big picture. Yeah. That the American dream is crumbling. Yeah. And let's not cover that. Let's not cover the fact that. You can't get a customer service person on the phone that yeah. both husband and wife are now working and they can't sustain the same lifestyle yeah. a generation before had with one breadwinner yeah. and moms raised their kids. Now it's like, oh, let's pass a bill so we can get preschool covered by the government so you can get back to work as soon as possible. Let's keep everybody's mind off of that, that they're all working jobs that they hate yeah. for not enough Everyone's money. in a gray cube. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's not talk way, about that. By the way, that gray cube job is on its way out. Uh, I, yes. Yeah. And we as customers are the ones suffering. Like yeah. those jobs should not be on the way out. Yeah. yeah. We just take, I, I honestly think we could change society by just voting with our pocketbook. Like how many times is it, 
everything automated and it's like, hey, we used to have a customer service rep that spoke English that could help you with this problem, yeah. but go to our website and we're not even going to have a phone number on the website and you do, you, you're now your own customer service rep. Yeah. If you, you can't figure, figure it, out. it out, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Let's not cover that at all. It's not like a novelty that when companies are like, and we have real live customer service, like, wow, thanks. Yeah, yeah, and if they do, it's not like they pay these people enough to give a shit. Yeah. There are all these people where you can almost sense that there's a manager walking behind a row of cubicles going, get them off the phone. Yeah. Get them off the phone. Except yeah. with an Indian accent. Yep. It's <laughs> awful. That's the customer service people I occasionally deal with on the phone are actually really nice. Yeah, they're unbelievably nice and helpful because I think maybe they're hoping all like you give them the like rating and that'll help them keep their fucking job. God, they're so nice and helpful. Like I, I, I think I call I, once I paid my gas bill so late, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just cartoonishly late. And I is called there any up, other way to pay it? Yeah, I called <laughs> up to pay it, and the lady was like, "Oh, your bill is late as hell." <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing better than making that human connection with a voice on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love when I can get somebody to drop their corporate persona. Yeah. yeah. A lady once told me I, I, I paid my mortgage like on the 3rd. And she was like, oh, they don't even notice it till the 16th. I was like, well, thank you very much. I'll be yep. paying yeah. it on I'll the 15th. I'll be paying it on the 9th. <laughs> and the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. 15th at midnight. My, I take out my phone and pay my yeah, I gonna, like doing like what you're saying, Steve. Oh, it's the best. Get, getting them to drop the, the facade or whatever. But let's just talk like people for a yeah, minute. Yeah, it's the greatest. Anytime I, I pick up on an accent, I go... Like an American website. I'm like, where are you from? I always do yeah. that. Too. And they're like, oh, we're calling out of Texas. I'm like, yeah. oh, cool. I've been to Texas. I've and done then shows there. You what do you do? Two or three best. minutes yeah. of like a real, and you're like, that was fun. Anyway, I love. I think that's the thing that's kind of been lost with all this technology and the way things are shifting is just that su- simple human interaction. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I crave it. I need other yeah. people. I, I was, love connecting. I was uh, hanging out with someone one time, and and she was on the phone like changing her cell phone plan. And like the, the guy was, it was on speakerphone, so I could hear it. The guy was like, "Can I help you with anything else?" She was like, "How to find a good husband?" He was just like, "Oh, oh God!" Like he <laughs> laughed love it. so they hard. Love it. Yeah. He was like, "I try online dating." <laughs> like, yeah. that was they're the never price. treated like people. So when you no, do, they're like, they're "Hey, not. dude!" I had a guy. I'm not going to say what company, but he was so awesome because he it turned out he was a huge comedy fan. Okay, and bro, I, I not wasted, but I spent an hour with this dude yeah. on the phone, right? And then he was like, let me just go through and see if they're, if they're boning you with any stupid charges. And he's yeah. like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he was like, I'm taking off all these charges. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, That's you know what? Great. I hate this company. And he was like, <laughs> I really want to bankrupt them. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to do it by taking care of one customer at a time. And I yeah. was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like Verizon goes out of business by making customers happy. So, yeah, by making customers. Like See, that's my point. I really think you could compete in any business. If the three of us tomorrow put out a shingle and we're like, uh, we're going to sell software. People are like, how could you do that? There's, it's so competitive. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take care of our customers. Yeah. And when they call, we're going to answer. Yeah. Right? Right. We're going to care. That's it. I, I Just think care. The, the problem with the the way they treat people and the, the payment and everything is you've made it so no one has pride in the company they work at. I had such a bad experience with American Airlines slash US Air last week that I did have a moment with this lady at the uh, at the ticket counter uh-huh. where I got her to drop her facade. I'm like, look, I know I'm not making this flight and I know it's not your fault. Yeah. This is in person. At the in person. Counter. Okay. And then like when I, I don't know how it happened, but at some point it was like a boxing match where she dropped her guard. 
Yeah. And then, boom, I just laid her with a haymaker of laughs. And she was like, <laughs> I've never I don't heard even ha- that. I don't even, I don't even have a customer service number for you. She was like, they fired everybody that used to answer phones. Yeah. What? And then I just put this simple tweet out, and it was amazing the response that I got because I just put out uh, something like, when you stop taking care of your employees, your employees stop taking care of your customers. Yeah. And yeah. then everybody responded to it, and they were like, here's the deal, Steve. We're all told, just be happy you have a job. Yeah. And like, I'm so used to being poor and I'm so, uh, I've been out of the matrix so long Mm -hmm. that I forget what it's like to have a real job and like a steady paycheck and any sense of normalcy in my life. Yeah. But I also forget what it's like to have my balls broken on a daily basis where people are just like. To basically be bullied. Bullied. A bad boss is just a bully. Yeah. Bullies you all the time. And everybody I talk to feels that way everybody i talk to that has a normal job they're like here's the deal dude there used to be four people that are doing what i'm doing and now they're just like figure it out yeah you're doing everybody i talk to is putting in 12 hours at the office and it's not enough and then their family life is suffering and they have no free time yeah they listen to my podcast on their commute in the work yeah and they're just like this is all i got man and this sucks Dude, yeah. podcasts are like the new customer service, dude, for your soul. You just can't. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> you can so only cool. push people so far. I agree with. There that. is a yeah. limit. It's like you can't. It, it. There's a limit to what you can take from people to where like, all right, I'm going to bring a gun to work. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Gets, like you've you, taken everything from me. Yeah, you will have that McFly moment where Biff yeah. gets punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. there'll be like a falling down stories. Yeah, and like I think that's what we should months. do as customers. I think we as customers, if the employees can't fight back. We should do it for them. And we should be like, you know what, dude? I'm not going to bag my own groceries. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hire somebody else. Yeah. Because what it really means, this is what happened to me. I was on the phone with my bank two weeks ago, and it took me a half an hour of waiting online. And they keep on, I mean, on the phone. And they were like, we value you as a customer. We yeah. appreciate And I'm like, obviously you don't. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been waiting for a half an hour. Yeah, a human can't even tell me this. No, no, no. Right. It's a robot. And I went, you know what? It's fucking insulting at this point. And then uh, I was like, you know what we have to do? We have to just start supporting companies that take care of us. Yeah. If everybody did that, like Verizon boned me. I had a terrible experience with AT&T. Verizon killed my dad. I'm, honestly, I'm, try, I'm like, uh, now I'm like, you know what? T-Mobile service sucks, but their customer service is pretty damn good. Yeah. I got people on the phone Everyone's that gave a shit. Everyone's cell service sucks. And what's the difference between losing like one call a day versus two? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. But can if I, I text, can call? Shoot me an you, email. Yeah, like my health insurance has good customer service. You know what had the best customer service I've ever experienced? Nespresso. The fucking pods show up like an hour after you order them online. That's awesome. It makes a difference. You remember that shit. Yep. And if we all started to do that, you know what? Employees would start to get treated better. Yeah. Because what I really think the problem with society is is fucking greed. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're cutting back all these jobs just so some creepy old guy has enough – some senior-level management can buy Coke and get some fucking whore 28-year-old to suck his dick on a yacht. Ultimately, that's no. What and it the comes thing down is, it's to. not the greed of the middle class or even no, the upper no, no, middle it's class. The people at the very top. You're talking about people that have twenty million dollars that have to have thirty. You're absolutely right. So what right. they do is right. they take ten grand from someone who made who makes forty. Absolutely. They cut back jobs to push to to push up fucking quarterly fucking earnings. Yeah. So the, sal- for, so, so the stock goes up. I watch a lot of diners, drivers, and dives when Love I have cable. Great show. Support mom and pop business. One of the most patriotic yeah. shows I've ever seen. I completely agree. Because you see two. It's always it's always like a husband and wife. They're middle class to upper middle class, and they don't want to get rich. They just want to keep their restaurant and do something yeah. and not have a boss that shits on them. Absolutely. And that's the thing. They have to. If you, if you go to a mom and pop business, they have to give a they shit. They have to give a because shit. Because that's, oh, yeah. mo- that's money that's going to 
that goes to their mortgage. Yeah. That if they don't take care of their customers, they don't stay in business. Yeah. But you go everywhere else and it's just people that are like, well, I'm people, sick and of people like my those balls. places because you get the sense that they do give a Absolutely. shit when you're in there. The food is better than than a chain restaurant. I the know you service yep. is better Nick, than Nick, you hate Starbucks. I don't I'm saying you shouldn't. But the reason I continually go to the Starbucks I go to, they remember my name. And they remember what I get every single time. Yeah. See, I get that with like the the local. Yeah, you probably yeah. do local places. But like this place, fucking, they've done it for four years. Occasionally, yeah. they've tossed me a free one, and I'm just like, you know what? I know I'm getting hosed, but these people are fucking nice to me. They yeah. don't mind that I'm bad at talking. They just come. Sometimes they see me walking in, and they have it for me as I walk up to pay. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. See, and I like, know that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. When I used to go to Starbucks, I would have that similar. I would have a similar experience. There was one. Yeah. By the out of all places on on the Sunset Strip by the mm. Comedy Store. Okay, yeah, that one like, wasn't bad. You'd think those they'd be total assholes, yeah, just because of the vibe there. But super nice employees, and there's one girl that was working there for like a good year, which is I think in Starbucks time a long time. It's like dog to, years, yeah, so like to work at a Starbucks. Yeah, they stick there. A while. Super nice. Would always ask how I am. Had been to the Comedy Store, seen me do comedy a couple mm-hmm. times. Would ask how things were going. Would give me a couple free drinks, and I'm like. If they were all like this, and then also if the coffee was any good, I would totally go to Starbucks all the time. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you, the fact that that's a novelty yeah. Yeah. means that there's a problem. Something wrong. Yeah. Whereas it used to be the norm, and it's not people. It's not that people have gotten meaner. It's that uh-uh. they've been, the reasons, the, the like incentive for good behavior has been taken away. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like if you stop feeding someone when they if it's like if some if like if a rat or a, a mouse goes to this particular thing hits the feeding tube and gets food if you take the food away it'll stop going to the feeding tube. That's why yeah. people make fun of like uh, your average hipster for like not liking something the second it becomes mainstream or or, or gets big. Yeah, is because it for those for those exact reasons like the second something starts to get bigger and bigger that means there's more money to gain and then the yeah. money takes priority over the quality yeah. so if you take a restaurant or you take a band or a line of clothing or anything the bigger they get the less focus there is on quality because the the more it's like well more let's lower the, the bottom line and make more money the more focus there is on bro- the broadness of their audience like if you're a band that all of a sudden sells out uh, can sell at a stadium you want to you want to keep selling out stadiums, yeah. so you can't make like a quiet acoustic record. You're like, no, these songs need to sound big. Because the we Kings of fill- Leon play they they make arena rock now, as yeah, opposed to like backwoods arena. country rock. I will say that was kind of the genius of Andrew Dice Clay, where he has this debut album mm-hmm. of Dice Rules. That's yeah, like done his debut album's done in like an arena. <laughs> his <laughs> follow up album, <laughs> the day the laughter dies, yeah. and it's him. At Dangerfields in yeah. front of eight fucking people. Dude, that album is amazing. One of the funniest things well, ever. He, I've heard him say this, that like he he realized he couldn't get any bigger. <laughs> he was it's like, impossible. this is ridiculous. It's, this never happened before. Yeah. So yeah. like I can only go, I can only fail. Like I, they, I'll be judged so terribly. There's yeah. nothing better than him telling the story of like Rick Rubin and the people at Def Jam. And they were like, um, you want to do what now? <laughs> he was like, don't you get it? It's a goof. <laughs> Yeah. You Dude, take the biggest you comic gotta get and you put them in front of four tourists. And Rick Rubin, <laughs> being a fucking genius, was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, awesome. uh, Also, yeah. like, people forget that Dice is, just underneath it all, he's a silly billy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, just yeah. a goofus. He's just a prankster. He's a seven-year-old. He's a goofball. Yeah. That's the greatest part of it. I remember one night the story he was telling, or he's like, when I get on stage, yell out, you're a has-been. <laughs> <laughs> just to give him something to do. Yeah, yeah. Here's one of my favorite Dice stories, and it was not 
fun to live through. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. But now in hindsight, I fucking laugh my bag off. It was like a time release joke. Okay. Like I'm a big fan of those. Like I, I remember about ten years ago, I grew a mustache just for laughs. I remember to take pictures with my with my niece. So so I knew when she was like ten, she'd be like, "What was Uncle Steve thinking? Look how ridiculous he looks!" <laughs> right. And that's all it was. It wasn't funny to her then, but I know now when she sees those pictures, she's gonna be like, "This is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen." Right. Yeah. So I'm opening up for dice <laughs> at like the pond at Arrowhead, like down by where the. Uh, the uh, like Mighty a thousand Ducks. seat theater down by where the Ducks oh, okay. play in Anaheim. Okay, and uh, of course Dice doesn't want to sh- start the show on time. I mean it's packed. There's a, if it seats yeah. a thousand, there's a thousand people there. And uh, the promoter, after about ten minutes, is like, hey Andrew, uh, everybody's here, right? Uh, why don't we get the the show going? Everybody's <laughs> like, Dice, 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 Dice. <laughs> ten more minutes. That it's instead of everybody going Dice, now it's like two guys just screaming Dice, man. <laughs> now there's nothing. It's at least a half hour. Had you opened for him before? Is a few your, times. Okay. So now there's, it's like a half hour late. The promoter by this time's already been to him like seven or eight times. And Dice is like, fuck him. So now everybody's like, when are we going to get the show started? 40 <laughs> minutes later, the house lights are still on. Nobody's told anybody we're going to start the show. Yeah. And Dice is like, just go out there. Oh I go, what? God. I was like, we got to start the show. He's like, no, 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 no. They'll, they'll, they'll understand once you start talking. Oh, God. I go, what? Oh, that's a nightmare. So now the house lights are on. He's like, go. Go. I go out two minutes later. I am eating it. The house lights are still on. The house lights drop. You, oh. the, there's a thousand people in the theater. There's only one person laughing, and it's Dice behind the curtain <laughs> laughing his balls off that I'm bombing. He's like, oh, he's, he's bombing. <laughs> like, he loved it more than anything. Oh, yeah. my God. That is horrifying. Horrifying. They had, no one, to, really they had no one to intro me opening for Whitney once in San Francisco. I was like, uh, is anyone going to say my name? The guy was like, Whoa. will I do what? We don't have a side mic. Like, just like, uh. freaked out. I'm like, it's fine. So I just walk out on stage. House lights are up. And I just go, hi, uh, my name's Kevin. I'm the opening comedian, and apparently they've never dealt with that before. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, oh. And I just eat shit for like five minutes. Did they turn then, the house lights down at least? Yeah, like okay. during, you know, during my set. Yeah. Five minutes in, yeah. Yeah, so, so like, whenever. oh, he's a, he's talking. Uh, is he going to be up there a little while? It's just like, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> that, how many times did you uh, open for Dice? A handful. I would hang out with him. Like, I remember once he was like, you're my babysitter this week. Yeah. And it was like, I felt like Richard Pryor in the toy. Yeah. Where like Meaning you're babysitting him. him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the toy, the most racist film of all oh time. Oh, my God. And, yeah, like, I go to Vegas. Our I gang is getting... less racist than the toy. What's that? Our gang is less racist than the toy. My God. Can you believe that got made? Oh, I never saw it. A white kid buys Richard Pryor. What? Basically. <laughs> That's a movie? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what was kind of cool? The interaction, there was two comedic legends in that, Jackie Gleason yeah. and Richard Pryor, and they had some nice moments, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, at, at the end of the day, guys. you have a, like, forget the premise of the film, there are Jackie Gleason and Richard Pryor on screen at the same time, you're just like, whoa. Yeah. And if you read Richard Pryor's book, he talks about it, he's like, Jackie Gleason's a motherfucking gangster. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. was like, because Jackie Gleason was a street guy. Mm-hmm. And I guess he, he like passed off a joint or something to Pryor that, on set that nobody saw. And he was like, this dude is the fucking real deal. Yeah. Dude. dude, Jackie Gleason got started as a bouncer. He would do stand-up and then go work the door. And he would kick everybody's ass. He's like a legit tough guy. Yeah. He, if you're a comedy, even though, take comedy out of the equation. 
I highly recommend anybody that's a fan of life in general to read Jackie Gleason's biography. He wrote one. It's an autobiography. It's amazing. Let me look up what it's called. Yeah. Um, and he tells a story in there that was wrote. It opens up in just like a very deep spiritual way about what is it to gain the world if you lose your soul. Because uh-huh. Jackie Gleason was as big as it got. He was as famous as you could get. As you could get. Yeah. And um, But there was a great story back when he was starting doing stand-up. Like, he was the bouncer, and he was a tough dude. Well, now there's this guy heckling, and Jackie Gleason's like, I got this. And he was like, you want to step <laughs> And the guy, and, and he was like, all right, let's go outside. And the guy's like, you lead the way. Jackie Gleason's like, all right, I want to kick this dude's ass. Yeah. And he was like, this guy hit me so fucking hard. <laughs> I've never been hit like that. And they're scrapping. And the guy's just laughing at me. He goes, I'm hitting him with everything. And he's laughing at me, and it turns out the guy was a heavyweight contender named Two Ton Tony Galanta. <laughs> and he's just like, You're, You hit pretty good for a funny guy. <laughs> like, Gleason's hitting this guy with everything, and then he just got his respect, and he was like, Do you want to keep on fighting, or do you want to go have a drink? And Tony's like, I'd rather have a drink with you. You got my respect. That is Fuck. an incredible story. Incredible. Can you imagine if one of us had to fight a Klitschko? Oh, <laughs> you know, God. That's the or, that, I tell you, I've always had this fear of like, being in a bar, and that's why this is why one of the reasons I don't drink. You're in a bar, you talk shit to a guy who's about five foot three. You come to find out, featherweight boxer. Oh, you never and know. he yeah. kills you. Yeah, that's the one day you're like, you know what? I'm gonna stand up yeah, for myself. This little guy. I'm gonna get into a fight right now. Yeah, like, that guy's an MMA champion. Yeah, we'll yeah. I'm so sorry. Here's some yeah. money. I gotta Those go. Those guys. This is like a general truism I've noticed, but please don't take this to the bank because I don't want anybody getting hurt. But what I've noticed is anybody that wants to fight you is generally a pussy. Yeah. Anybody right. that's like, I'll kick your ass. Je- the toughest guys. You know what that's like? If if you started a fight with a guy in a bar that was a real fighter, yeah, that's pretty much like somebody going, oh, you're a comedian? Tell me a joke. And you're like, I really don't want to tell you a yeah. joke. These tough guys are so – they have nothing to prove. Also, they, yeah. he's like, I got to fight in like 12 hours. It's my job. Like, yeah. I've like, been training all day. Like, I, I know. No, I I'm, what if I you. slip like, and fall? I, I have a fight coming up where I get paid. Yeah. What if I hurt my wrist fighting you, you mook? Yep. Like, I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, they're just like, please. Uh, okay, you're the tough guy here. Just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. All so day. is this book called The Great One, The Life and Legend of Jackie Gleason? Yeah. Like a picture of him. I don't have that sounds like it's mind. about him, not written by him. Yeah, maybe. It was. You know what? I'll bring the book and I'll just text it to you guys. Because okay. that really sounds like an interesting. It uh, was. It, it opens up with him, like in a hotel suite in L.A., looking at all of Los Angeles, and he was like, "What have I really accomplished? What if he's like, I have all this, but what does it mean? Yeah. And I was like, Oh shit. Well, that's what's interesting is if you get like worldwide famous like he did. Like I don't know if this is he looks at this is honeymooners period. But it's like, okay, so I'm the biggest thing in the world or in mm-hmm. America. He invented the sitcom. Yeah. Because I made 40 hours of TV. Yeah. And you're right. like, is that really a thing? It's like, I, it, it, you really have to like, I hear people do this. A friend of mine was on a show with Reba McIntyre, and she used to be like, you know, there's going to be a person out there that's going to watch this show this week and needs to laugh. Absolutely. And that's what we're here for. I completely agree with that. It's like when I, I you know, you see every, every comic there's a part of us that yearns to be taken seriously yeah. and it's like no you're also a clown go make everybody laugh that's your yeah. job it's like oh, we get i'm not telling you not to feel that way but like our function is to make everyone giggle and absolutely. make them feel better absolutely so go do your function yeah that's it like don't ever lose sight of that and i really think uh what we do if it wasn't a calling from whatever your belief system is but if if you really didn't have altruistic like what just fucking quit 
Yeah, because if it is about you, the struggle's too hard. I always like you know I'll every time like a fame a big comedian passes away or something, and I, and I'll be around someone who's a non comic, and I'll be like, I'm just bummed. Yeah, and they're like, well, you didn't know him? I'm like, no. I'm like, but this is a person. All they wanted to do was make people laugh. Harold yeah. Ramis, like, man. yeah, they wanted to just, yeah, they wanted to get laid and they wanted to be, they'd be like rich or whatever. Casualty of war, and you're in the army. It's funny you, know, you and you're say like, that. Someone died. You're like, just hats off for a minute. Let's yeah, man. Right. I had a uh, ma- uh, the first time I went to Afghanistan, dude. The guy that was like the person in charge of us was a character. Yeah, like laugh out loud, exactly what you imagine some old grizzled army sergeant to be, like straight out of Central Casting. Yeah, and yeah. His, his little hut was next to ours. And, like, uh, we're snowed in in Bagram, so we can't do any shows. We're just going stir-crazy, making each other laugh in this wooden hut. Just discovered there's snow in the Middle East. And then, because uh, you're up in the mountains. Yeah. So, and then just next discovered there are mountains, there are mountains in, the in the desert. <laughs> you would hear, you would hear uh, his phone ring, and it would just go, bling, bling, Just bling. found out there was cell phone service in Afghanistan. <laughs> and he would go like this. I'm not going to say his last name was Jones. He would just go, Jones. Oh, shit. <laughs> well... Let me put my pants on. <laughs> we hear that ten times a day because he had to go put out fires. So anyway, this guy's the best person ever. He's retired now. Like he got into the service, Vietnam era guy. Yeah, uh-huh. spent his whole life in the army. And he hit me up on Facebook uh, just a few days ago, and he was like, "You know what, Steve? I was like, I was so honored that he remembered me." And he was like, "That's the thing about the army. You might only come in contact with somebody for a short time, but the memories last forever." And I was like, you know, that was really an honor to go over there, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, what I liked about you comedians was the only thing you wanted to do was make, pe- make people laugh and make them forget they were here. Yeah. And right. I was like, and I respected that. And I was like, motherfucker, you're the hero, bro. It was an honor. Because it's the there. only thing we can do. It's the only thing we can do. And we're not like, dumb, I guess we're not dumb enough to think we can do anything else. Right. It's like, no, I can just make these guys, like, who am I? I'm not going to solve these problems. No. I can make everybody laugh. That's it. Hopefully. Yeah, that's why I try to focus on the, the, positive stuff with my act and with my podcast and just like let's just focus on the positive i just heard a great quote from harold ramus that wasn't even his it was uh i think it was doug kenny his writing partner on animal house and caddyshack yeah yeah where he said that uh broad, the original lampoon guy, that guy yes yeah. and he said that broad comedy isn't necessarily stupid comedy no and and, and if it's there, done well yeah. and, and if it's and that there's that he was just, i just got done i just had to stop listening to the interview before i came here but they were talking about their approach when they collaborated, like how they wanted to essentially make Disney movies yeah. that had that broad appeal with a little subvers- like with a little more realness and a little more edge. But there was something magical about making people feel better about life. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's exactly what I feel. Yeah. That's yeah. like why Pixar movies work so well. Absolutely. Because y- you, if you watch a regular children's cartoon, you're like, this is kind of dumb, silly, you know, not, it's yeah. for kids. But Pixar, you know, took those took animation and put, you know, gave it a real story and, and maybe and the best storytelling in film. Yeah, and then oh, now it it's like adults best, are hands crying. down. Yeah, Pixar storytelling is the best. Was it, was Wreck It Ralph Pixar? It was right. It was oh Wreck It Ralph. I love that. Dude, I don't. That I think movie. it was Disney, but not Pixar. It was okay. awesome. whatever it was. It was fucking whatever it was. Awesome. I was like Ralph was a fucking masterpiece. Dude, it was so good. So I love so everything. About Have you that seen movie. the Lego movie? Not yet. I heard it's awesome. Don't ruin it. I, I will not ruin it, but watch it. <laughs> like there, like there's, la, 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 la. like there's a crying game twist. <laughs> the boy Lego turns out to be a girl Lego. <laughs> yeah. The kid's been dead the whole time. You know? <laughs> Wait, what? Um, I see dead. Bruce Willis is a ghost. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's, it's very, very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> God, life is pretty good, guys. Yeah, that's Isn't this the best hanging out? <laughs> that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. I don't know. The last few days I've had. Yesterday I was walking the dog, and uh, 
Is that a euphemism? No. I was literally <laughs> walking my pets. And I, I don't know. I, I was like, one of them was sniffing something for a really long time, like some real classic dog stuff. And I was like, come on, let's go. And then I was like, where the, I don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. It's 74 degrees yeah, now. And let's I, just do this. I yeah. literally said to right. dog, I was like, guys, we don't got anywhere to be. Let's take our time. <laughs> I just, Sometimes like, the, your pets have the right idea. You're yeah. like, no, it's, I'm going to lay around. Yeah, yeah, you're it's right. My favorite thing. Like you're yeah. rolling around on your back. You're like you're nailing it right now. Yeah. you've yep. got life figured out. This yeah, dog that's rolling around in the grass knows exactly what yeah. he's talking. Rolled around about the grass, right got up, farted, sort of laughed, and you're like, man, good job. Yeah. Oh, the good life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you like if you're like stressed out, you spend one day just copying what a dog would do, and then you're like, oh, I'm no longer stressed. I I mean, I spend most of my time with them. I think it's affected yeah. my my overall vibe. That's cool. <laughs> Seriously, like we just hang Where out. Where my dog's together. at? They, that's they, why DMX had figured out they have such a well for a while he did hopefully he's getting it back yeah but like there's something to like a there there's a purity of intention with animals they're just like they come up to you like i want you to love me and you're like I, okay that yeah. i can do <laughs> yeah you're like touch my butt you're like totally yeah it's so now that's cool. why i say to girls i'm like touch my ass <laughs> let me lick you <laughs> Your tongue's hanging out. You're like, I want snacks and then to touch your butt. <laughs> Give me a treat. You decide. Um, so you focus on the positives on your show. Try to, man. It's called, uh, for our listeners that don't know yet. Oh, for my podcast? Yes. Uh, I, uh, it's called Good Times with mm-hmm. Steve Simone. And you're on All Things Comedy as well, Good right? I think so. Al, Al, Al asked me about that. I haven't done anything with it yet, though, but I think so. Okay. Um, I don't handle any of the grown-up stuff. You know what's great? I just they invite handle the grown-up stuff. Yeah, I just invite people over to my apartment, and we just do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, my buddy Lee Syatt, who works with Joey Diaz and Mad Flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funniest human being on earth. Uh, I love Joey Diaz. Oh, forget yeah, it. He's the best. Like, seriously, like just naturally funny. I thought yeah. every comedian was like that. Yeah, no, no, no. He's yeah. a special, special breed. He's what you think a comedian is when you're 12. Yeah. You're like, oh, that guy must be funny all the time. Yeah, like, just walks into every room and is like, what's going down? You're like, yeah. like yay! Let's yeah. get the party started. Yeah, like, you're literally. like, let's do it. Yeah, when he says, let's get the party started, you're like, well, now we have to. We have to. Yeah. Joey's here. <laughs> I thought we weren't partying, but now we are. <laughs> like, God damn it, I wasn't ready, but I guess I'm going to do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's Jackie Gleason, but Puerto Rican. He, he is the Cuban Jackie Gleason. Oh, is, is there a difference? Well, I'm about starting a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his stories about just drugs are like, Jesus Christ. His stories about everything. His stories about anything. You're like, anything. whoa, really? He may, be, he may be Critical Mass best stories of anyone alive. And I really do think he is like a modern day Jackie Gleason, too. Like a street guy that's just naturally funny. It's been given yeah. this gift to heal. Seeing him get like successful is the greatest thing. Greatest thing. It, it's reaffirmed my belief in God. Yeah, <laughs> it, ma- it makes you really, make you lose it. It makes you really see like 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 in a weird way like Rogan had a plan. Like oh no no, I'm taking you to the people. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get the people and then I'm gonna show them you you fucking beautiful lunatic. Yeah, this city does make you lose your faith, and it's also cool to not have faith in God. On top of that, yeah, in, in the this city, city, oh yeah, people look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's you true. Want? They treat you like you get you get the like the rap like you may be kind of dumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there, when you find out, like, it's basically like smart comedians that are religious. You're like, wait, what? What? Gaffigan, very religious. Oh, Is yeah. he really? Yeah, very oh, Catholic. Cool. John Hughes was very Catholic, right? Uh, I know John Candy was. John Candy, as far as I know, uh, Brian Kevin Regan, James, Brian Regan. Yeah, pretty fucking funny guy. Ramus was a devout Buddhist. Was that true? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, there is there. I, 
I think there's a humility to admitting there's something bigger than yourself. Wait, what, are you religious at all? We've never even talked about this on this show before. I vacillate. I went through periods where I was like, you know what's interesting? I, I was thinking about this recently because I, I, was, I was struggling with it like recently, recently. Like today. And, no, not today. Like, <laughs> this uh, morning. Like, like, like a few months ago. Yeah. And I was like, if, if, I don't, if I believe in nothing, who am I talking to when I'm so mad? <laughs> Yourself. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like if I'm, if I'm so like I, I'm talking, to, if I'm talking to nothing, I am a whack job. Yeah, well, that's why you have pets. No, but like I, you know, it's like I, I'm mad at some. It's like I'm mad at something. I clearly have a sense that there's something there to be yeah. mad. I'm clearly picked someone to 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 aim some of the some rage at, and I was like, oh, maybe that's the thing. So I was like. I might, yeah, I must be mad at something. Yeah, I don't. It's if it was mad at nothing, I'd I'd have figured it out. So, I don't know. I mean, I try to. I I, I guess I pray lately, I'm sort of meditate. But like lately, I've been trying to like. And it's interesting because I used to do it a lot when I was young, what, like pray? teenage years. Yeah, I was yeah. religious right, right. when I was a teenager, and the act of doing it, like I hadn't done it in a long time, and I did it maybe like a month ago, and it like sent chills up my spine. Yeah, it's real. And I know it just I don't know exactly why. Maybe it was just like Well, how like, did you feel when you prayed when you were a teenager? I don't remember. I it mean, was, good. It was just kind of one of those things that you did. You're like, "Well, I yeah. feel weird, so I should pray." No, now. I had a sense to go No, cuz I started going to a church and it, my parents didn't make me go. I right. just started going like I I don't know. Really? A, fr- a friend of mine was like, "I go to this thing," and I kind of went. Oh, that's the youth that were all the, the yeah. battle of the band stuff. And I, for yeah. something for some reason it stuck for a while until I got to like the homophobia part and I was like, "I don't like this." And I yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. But there's something there's something about it. I mean, it's specific to a a program I'm in now where it's like you have to let you have to just try to let go of all the shit you have no control over. Like yeah. the, the no a the notion that I have control over stuff is farcical. Hysterical. It's hilarious. It really is hysterical. <laughs> Nothing's yeah. funnier than like no, I got this. Like yeah. oh you yeah, do yeah. Oh, you do yeah. oh, you do this entire universe around me. I got to handle. Yeah, like oh, you got it. All right, all yeah. right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you you want to talk to all the smart people that are fucking smarter than you and super sad. Like you don't got this. Yeah. So there's something to like releasing to to the releasing of that to the notion of that there's a big something larger going on. And what I you, the thing I you're supposed to like name it or figure you have to pick like what's your what's your thing and like I realized that my thing is probably beauty and I don't mean in the sense that like beautiful people mm-hmm. I'm better at finding beauty in stuff mm-hmm. than most people yeah I'm right. lucky and I have like a, an artistic eyeball like mm-hmm. I have a sense I can find things I can just look I'm able to see things in things that maybe pe- most people don't notice that's awesome. I'm like a professional noticer. Comedian's the same thing. Yeah, right. It's the same. It's it's. I can't tell you how similar it is. The the yeah. it's the same gear. Yeah. But like, so that's what I'm like. That's the thing. I I mean, you find it everywhere when you when you take the time. It's what we're talking about with people. When you take the time, you can find the beautiful part of every fucking person you oh, deal with. It's absolutely. like that plastic bag scene in American Beauty. Yeah, yeah kind it's of. It's the closest large example. Yeah. 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 But like you like talk that. to someone for a minute and you're like, you are hilarious. Yeah. And you just Poor find amazing. it in them or the thing they love or the thing they're obsessed with and it, and it comes out and you see their face light up and you're like, oh man, you're great. Yeah. If you just give, people, are not, people aren't given the time. There's Some no people, time. Our that, time's been taken from us. Yeah. That's one of the main things. Our time has been taken from us by these phones, by mm-hmm. everything, is you're, you're always available. We used to go home and there was a landline. Yep. You couldn't get a hold. You couldn't get a fucking email. So you're t- so now it's like people aren't given the time to sh- 
be to to, to, to be. show to show to be to show people what about them is you know their their real self the part you should love the 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 real them everyone's like oh I want to be loved for the real me but no one gets a chance to show it most of the time yeah even in comedy we boiling down your real self to short bits yeah I don't like that. You know, it's like I want to hear long bits. Me too. Yeah, I don't. I don't like doing that. Absolutely. My bits always get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That's why, like, I have no desire to do late night television. It's it's hard because you you, it's it's four minutes and and they're like, well, we want four jokes. You're like, I don't have a minute. It drives me insane every time. You and I are showcasing next week for a late night show, and I'm like, I don't know what to say. I was supposed to do it last night, so like the 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 few days before, right now, I've been like honing the set down. They're like, we want five minutes. I'm like, that's, I'm just getting started yeah. in five minutes. That's why I love these podcasts. Yeah. And I love the fact that people tune in and the people that are really in the podcast, they yeah. get it. Well, that's and they're the people I want to show up at the club. That's what you're saying. That's what, that's what you've do. seen with podcast audiences is people are tired of this compartmentalized, like, you tiny it shit. It's a prepackaged fucking marketing message. It's all commercials. That's They're just commercials in different forms. A late night guest. Johnny used to come back three commercial breaks he'd have the same fucking person on. Yeah. And now you get everyone's no, no, next person because each guest they're not a person. They're a commercial. That's he used it. to have people on that weren't promoting shit. Right. It was great. Uh, yeah, now the talk shows now like set you up like so I heard yeah. that you're in uh, you were in New York recently. Well, I was shooting this movie, and then it's that's it's all it is. Talk it's about the movie. Yeah, it's when like you comics watch unleashed. old Carson clips on YouTube, the they best. are fucking fascinating. The way he'd interview people because yeah. he would literally go like, "So you've had a lot of success, you know? Like, how how are things with you? Like yeah. that was a question. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was like an sh- open ended. Dude, it was like Charlie feelings? Rose with four drinks. In Dude, old you know crazy. what I mean? It was like Charlie yeah. Rose with yeah. some laughs. Old Dick Cavett uh, with just John Lennon. Talk. Me? Yeah, they would just have talk. a conversation. You're like, you're doing this on national television. People chain smoking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the best. Cavett had Norman Mailer on. Just like <laughs> fucking, like you can't. John Stewart tries to do that. Yeah. We'll have like a true brainiac on who uh, who's promoting a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but his interviews are still only like four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Carson would be like, so like, what's up? <laughs> like that was the question. Like the, the notion that everyone's attention spans getting shorter is true and and false. Yeah, it I depends agree with on that. what it is. Like Your attention spans shorter for crap. There's more of an appetite, I think, for storytelling now because like it's no awesome. one's living their own life anymore. You're just kind of like watching yeah. other lives live. You don't You're see on the kids internet. wanting to get up and leave a Pixar movie. Yeah, for real storytelling, there's a there's an appetite. Even like storytelling on stage in comedy, and even yeah. those mock yeah. storytelling things, those things are more popular than ever. It's in um, our DNA. I think it sure. goes back to the caveman days. There's something. There's this like. It's, that's not the right word. I'm gonna skip that. Like verbal um, history. Well, there is this tradition that goes back, and it's part of it. It's it. It. I think it's a need that we have. Yeah. That I mean. Jesus used parables before, like everybody that's really taught has been a storyteller. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, huh, what can I figure out about life by just listening to this story? Yeah. I need it. And like being there, like listening to the person for the whole time. You ever, I mean, you've had this happen where like someone comes up to you after a show and you're like, this is a whack job. Mm-hmm. And then you sit, you stand there and you stand there and you stand there and they keep talking and they keep talking. And you're like, it's, and you're like, this is only getting worse. And then it gets better. Yeah. And you're like, wait, no, you rule. You just yeah. were nervous. Yep. You just yeah, were nervous yeah, yeah. for a little while. I've seen people do it with like when I go on the road with with Whitney or Bobby, where they go, they kind of go to the zoo at first and they get a little nervous. Yeah, but then they calm down and they start doing like, oh, cool. And then you connect, and then you can fucking connect with them. Yes, I think that's the best thing in life when you do connect with somebody. I think it's so cool. It's so it's exciting. It just happens so 
more it's so, so infrequent we've now. been so fucking tricked like you, what you were thinking is like this notion of time time it's completely fake yeah. whereas like kids aren't born with a short attention span it's like they want put them in front of a movie they like not only do they want to watch it they want to watch it 75 more times absolutely also like can you know you if, if you condition a person when they're younger yeah, to like have the appetite for something with substance then yeah. they will but if they're like put in front of a television or the internet from age three, four, five, it's like they're going to want short bursts of flashing lights yeah. and sound. Yeah, and but you know what? That's who, what they're thinking. Who's really listening to the podcast? It's a very young demographic. Like, we've just been having a very real conversation right now, and I bet there's kids 18 years old listening to this, and they're like, fuck yeah, this is real. I'm sick of everything being a fucking prepackaged bullshit contrived Well, also, kids are so much smarter now at a young age. They they're know savvy. they're being sold to. Yep. They see the logo in the fucking corner. They know a commercial when they see it. They know what product placement is. Here's a selfie sponsored by Samsung. Yeah, we were all a bunch of dopes. We had no idea, like in Back to the Future, that we were being sold Nikes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's got the weirdest <laughs> yeah. deja vu. <laughs> yeah, like you don't like, you know, we were like, oh, cool. I'll get Nikes too. Like we were being tricked. We were like what they hoped to happen. Kids yeah. now are like bullshit. Like they get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like, my dad was an idiot. Yeah, they're like, hey, my dad still fall brand. for the hoverboard. Yeah. How many people did that? <laughs> no, Tony Hawk has one. It's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to believe up so bad. Uh, I know. I totally when I saw do. the hoverboard thing, I'm like, but why can't it be true? <laughs> but I really science, wanted it. Don't go science? over water. Yeah, isn't yeah. science enough to make it true? Make it tell me. I really wanted that thing to be true. Oh, dude. I'm I've I'm so ripe to be pulled into a cult. I just want <laughs> Yeah. That's everybody in Los that, that's what LA is. It's one giant cult. Well, yeah, you're people like showbiz is people whose family maybe wasn't ideal and they come to find a new one. <laughs> So that's the thing. They're like, want to be in our family? What's it called? I, actually, I don't care. Yeah. I'm in. It's yeah. written on that mountain. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. <laughs> Do we have special outfits? I want an outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only when we hike up it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all this, that's the thing. There's something I find comforting about like walking around Los Feliz and every dude looking just like me. I'm like, yeah, we're all friends. Yeah, we're in the same cult. Yeah, we don't have to talk. We're all friends. We're all we're all part of the glasses gang. You know, it's yeah. like fucking fine. Yeah, the glasses beard. This what bums me out when dudes who look like me aren't nice. I'm like, we shop at the same store, nerd. Yeah, yeah it's so. If sad. we talked for three minutes, we'd be best yeah. friends. Like, so let's fucking dummy. put our guard down. Like, guy. Yeah, I smile at everybody that I pass on the street, but it weirds people out. Oh yeah. Is he smiling? I made a the other day. I was going to a thing, and I was like, be friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Right, just as an ex- try as an experiment. That's why going on the road. You, when comics uh, don't like going on the road, I'm like, man, you're missing out. You are missing you're out. You're missing out on how how most of the country lives a regular life. Because you walk around these streets in Los Angeles, everyone's looking down. No one says hi. No one smiles. No one says anything. The second you go to the Midwest or the South oh, or the, the East Coast, people, when you're walking down the street, they will look at you and go, "Good morning." Yeah, I love hello. That. And a part of me goes, is this person insane? What do they want <laughs> yeah. from me right yeah. now? But they're just being nice. They're just being alive. Going on the road yeah. tells it actually we're pretty lucky in that you, when you come back, it, it gives you like kind of how it gives you it makes you better at living life here. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I was just in Indianapolis. I love the people there. Yeah. I was like, in Los Angeles, the weather is warm, but the people are cold. I was like, here, the weather is cold, but the I people had a are similar, warm. I used to use a similar line on the road. When it's people true. would be like, well, L.A.'s got great weather. I'm like, yeah, but the people are cold and dead on the inside. Yeah, and, and some no. people wouldn't get it because they've never been here. Never I'm like, just here. go. You'll know. I got, I've been so defensive about L.A. lately because it rained real hard. You <laughs> know, and people were just shitting on how people drive here. And I was like, when should we have fucking learned? 
Yeah. When would we have practiced? Yeah. It yeah. Nev- and by the way, city full of transplants. So who are you making fun of? Yeah. Right. Like literally city full of, like drive yeah. around during Christmas, empty freeways. So yeah. like the, you're saying that basically people from other places come to LA and don't know how to drive. Yeah. It's because the roads are slick as fuck here because they're not tilted like they are in the other parts of the country because we don't get weather. And yeah. we're, are we supposed to go to Portland and train? Is that we're supposed, am I supposed to spend yeah. two months a year in Portland I'm learning? Smelling a- high concept movie. <laughs> Three buddies from Los Feliz. Great go to training. Yeah. <laughs> it's like road trip, but no sex, no hijinks, just high pinched U turns. Those motherfuckers up there, they still ride their bikes in the rain. Dude, I that saw that when I lived in Vancouver. When I lived in Vancouver, hardcore. it was like that. You'd see people on bikes. And they they had those things on the back tires because water be ripped like you didn't want to get the water sprayed on your back. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, you people are serious. They so have they like waterproof bags. And the yeah, just dog d- like jogging in a downpour. You're like, well, you got to jog, yeah. I guess. They're just like, well, yeah. this is how we live up here. We just yeah, we, we walk yeah, and ride amazing. bikes. So if it rains, we kind of put waterproof stuff on and then we live our lives. Pussy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got rain. Right. I got raincoats for my dogs. Dude, if it rains, stupid. I'm like, I guess I can't go anywhere today. <laughs> <laughs> and people in cities where it rains are like I I don't know we just walk in the rain what what are what's the issue I bought all these umbrellas like a, like 2 years ago I I was I knew it was going to rain I was like you know what fuck this and I bought 8 umbrellas so I, 8 yeah like one for every car like like it one inside one on the porch you were like a gun nut but with umbrellas yeah, you're I like was just like, in you know case they get the drop on I'm never being caught without an umbrella <laughs> ever again <laughs> and I tell you it has been it's been it's one of the smartest things I've ever done <laughs> Cost me eighty dollars, and I always have an umbrella. So I, that, that's the thing. I have to walk the dogs in the rain, so we're gonna get wet. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, take an umbrella, put rain coats on the dogs, and we get wet. And which, by the way, least effective thing in the world. What a coat on a, a raincoat on a dog. Yeah, they take up almost no room. They slide off their backs, and then they fucking they still their their stomachs get wet as hell. So Do they give you a broken look when you put the raincoat on? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Why are you doing this to come the on, both of us? They definitely are dog. into it. They're like, we are going to get made fun of so like, hard. Wait till the guys see this. They're going to the business. <laughs> the high school kids make fun of us so hard when we, when we walk yeah. by. Like, dude, look at that dog. He got a coat on. <laughs> like, they fucking clown us so hard. And we deserve it. Right. Because it's like, I'm in a raincoat. I have an umbrella. Two dogs in raincoats. It's like, look, super pussies. <laughs> From the planet wuss. <laughs> there is something really funny, though. Like, I think it is another thing that's part of the human condition. Like, we need to connect. We like to hear stories. We need to believe in a higher power. I think these are all things we're programmed with. And another one is we need to take care of something. Oh, yeah. We need it. It's in us. And I love, like, I have some friends that are hard as fuck. Like, these guys are the real deal. Yeah. But, like, watch them around the puppy. They're like, hey, Mr. Snuggles. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Mr. Snuggles. And I'm like, this guy. Yeah. An episode of MSNBC's Lockup where they specifically talked about the cats. And it was in, like, Indianapolis. Uh huh. And this one guy was taking care of this cat that he had named Fluffy. Yeah. And they were like, what, what would happen if someone ever did anything to Fluffy? He's like, oh, they wouldn't make it out the day. <laughs> right. And he's like, he's like, he's like, I wouldn't even get to him. He's like, and by the way, guards wouldn't stop it. He's like, yeah. they'd be dead in an hour. He's like, yeah. if someone did something to these guys, any of them, he's like, they'd be, they'd be dead in the day. Yeah. And he's like, the guards would just let it happen because they know it would be, it'd be a foregone conclusion anyway. You're like, damn, Yeah, it's just going to happen. Like, would you ever see Mike Tyson back when he... Uh, yeah, the he pigeons. Was, the pigeons. And yep. it was the sweetest thing ever. Mm-hmm. We need it. It's inside I of feel all like of us. Wars could be solved that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, a lot of the bases I went to go visit had little therapy dogs and stuff. Right. Like they have like work dogs. But like enough puppies are sent over there, then all war is over. You know what, dude? Honestly, like the next time like Israel dude, Palestine, puppy brigade. There's, there's like puppy there's, brigade. For yeah, real. like co- conflict 
agreements yeah. on the table, literally on the table, like contracts with them. They go, oh, also this basket of puppies. I'll sign wherever. Yeah, and literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the end of the- a thousand golden retrievers trotting towards a line of men with guns. Guns would hit yeah. the ground. Time to pet golden retriever puppies. Yeah, because you know what would happen? Like You would instantly recognize the humanity in that person across the table yeah. from you. And that's what you, you need to shut that off. Well, if, that's if you're going to go to war. You, you, you can't go. This person has a mom. Yeah. This person has kids. You, you can't go. This person's the same as me. Yeah. yeah. You can't. Well, and that's what humans they don't. They see. go. This person's trying to kill my family. What yeah. human beings so see in a puppy is they see something that means them no harm and wants, it wants to give and get love. And that's it. Yeah. yeah, you see, it just runs towards you, wagging its tail. It sounds like out. you're describing me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, check, check. That's all I want. I mean, you no harm. I just want to hang out and have some laughs. Yeah, maybe. you're like, are we gonna get pizza? <laughs> yeah, pizza, ice cream, and by the way, I have air hockey. You guys come over later. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's a better way to live. You have yeah. an air hockey table? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? Uh, and nobody to play with. It's dude, profoundly let's play sad. Right now. <laughs> Podcast over. Let's go play air hockey. <laughs> dude, I love air hockey. It's the greatest. I haven't played it in like a year. It's the funnest game that's also such high stress. Oh, the noise. Play? Oh, it's clack, awesome. clack, clack, clack. Oh, oh, clack, oh, oh. Clack. I remember where this happened. I was I was on the I was in Orlando with Bobby. Awesome. And we were um we went to Disney World. Uh-huh. Like <gasps> one of the days of the show. I had dude, I had to drag him. I'm like, we're we're going, motherfucker. Jeez. We're in Orlando. You're not sleeping till three. We're going to Disney World. Like, All right, fine. <laughs> so I'm like, it's the happiest place on earth. That's why we're going. Yeah. So we went, and then we're walking around, and we found an arcade uh, near Space Mountain. And we're like, oh, Woo, let's pop in here. Space Mountain. That's let's, a Ric Flair reference for any of the wrestling nerds. Okay. Um, let's see what, uh, which is coming back in a big way. Like in a throwback Already way. Back. Wrestling, huge. Oh, yeah. back. Um, I need a WrestleMania vintage shirt immediately. Oof. So fast. I'm looking. Go yeah. to and still on La Brea. They, they have tons of 90s wrestling shirts. They do. And yeah. still's good. And still on La Brea. Some of it's reissued. Some of it's vintage. It's dope. Yeah. So anyway, we find the arcade and I'm, uh, let's see if there's some cool games. We find air hockey. And something about games like air hockey, all of a sudden you're like, well, I'll kick your ass. No, you <laughs> Bobby and I have never, ever discussed, well, I'm going to beat you at this sport on any level, but it's like, I'll fuck you up at air. I'm like, you think you're going <laughs> to, let's get, we're change machine now, yeah, must yeah. destroy enemy. Bobby takes out $500 in one ones. Within a minute of playing, we are cursing and yelling <laughs> at each other. There's children everywhere. A security guard, which you... I don't know that I've ever seen a security guard at Disneyland because no, it's never an issue. Yeah, All of a sudden, we're the issue. Security guard pops his head into the room that we're in yeah. where he's just like looking around and we're like, oh, no, everything's fine. We're just playing air <laughs> hockey. And he shakes his head and walks out. <laughs> and we're yelling and screaming some more. He comes in again. We played like two, three games of like intense it's air hockey. And after that, though, it unlocked our... Uh, our experience and we kind of settled into like all right we're having a we're good having time fun. yeah yeah it's a, it we just felt like down. fucking teenagers again it's playing this air yeah. hockey thing yeah. it was so fun man it's like remember on the fucking the foosball table the and i beat store? his oh, ass my god it was great man that there's something changed when the foosball table went away yeah that's when it started we're at corporate the man. day the music died what the, the comedy, comedy store oh uh, yeah well no one was doing their fucking job all of a sudden, it was like, like wh- that's different. Why aren't that? No, like for real, not like the where's staff was up there. Where is the f- the cover booth guy? Where's the door guy? Where's the <laughs> lot guy? I mean, you could have robbed the place. Oh, easily. <laughs> There's just no. Well, back then there was nobody. no money, so go ahead. They're doing like tournaments. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad that the kids don't. The kids now. It's to me the yeah. comedy store is all about the door guys and yeah. open micers. To me, yeah. that's what the comedy store is. Yeah, we had so much 
fucking fun. We did water yeah. balloons on the roof. Oh man, right, that dude. was Foosball. the best lemon throwing contest. I remember we set up. We set up. I think there were like plastic bottles on the wall in the back parking lot because some there was like a ner- there was footballs there for a little while. Yep, and we were knocking them over. And Paul, I was like, "Bro, you can't do that, man. Someone's gonna break something." I was like, "Oh, what?" You know Fireworks what? in the parking lot. Oh, oh yeah. Throwing you know what we did? At billboards. One yeah. night we decided it was in the parking lot was empty, and it was like you Weird. know one a.m. <laughs> we were we were drinking, and uh, someone decided like to try and make their beer bottle land in the dumpster all the oh, way no. across <laughs> and then that turned into like dude that was a fucking we I'll, I'll do it and then he just a thunderstorm it. of broken glass it was like out. me renazizi ari just a bunch of people were dude, renazizi is and was the ringleader the pie sure. piper of he fun was the, the yeah. mischief ringleader oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. much fun so this turned into we cleared up that whole ledge back there of all the empty beer bottles that were there. <laughs> and we're like, fuck, where can we get more bottles? We go into the kitchen. Get the recyclables. Get the recyclable. <laughs> Two full bins of... I'm, oh. Now we're talking whole empty bottles of whiskey that Wonderful. were used. Ah, wonderful. And it's just the entire night. And halfway through, they're like, dude, there's fucking glass everywhere. everywhere. Eh, the maintenance guys will clean it up in the morning. <laughs> You're right. Sorry, You're I brought right, it up. No Continue. That was the whole night. Smashing things is fun. When I was a kid, we found some, uh, 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 like, halid- what, are the, what are the ones, the long, skinny ones in supermarkets? Oh, the light bulbs? Yeah. Those, I think halogen? Are they halogen? They're fluorescent. Ultra, yeah, fluorescent lights. Yeah, the long, long tubes. Yeah, yeah. Someone, I don't know why a house, like my next door neighbors, who was arrested for murder, I don't know if he's convicted, oh, but the, in his trash can were like five of them. So we just threw them down the street like javelins, Fuck and it yeah. was the best. Yeah. So the popping sound that one of those fun. makes is so special. Whenever at the I, end, at the end of my street, there was a wash. Like my street was a dead end, and you would I, I, there was a shortcut to the street below me. So I would go there on the way to school. But it was basically like a reservoir. Did you ever uh-huh. go in the wash? Yeah, I'd gone in. I've been in the wash. You could take the wash all the way down to Montrose, and then you had to like skate down it. When it was summertime and dry, I would skate down it because you could basically get to Montrose without having to take any stoplights. It was like this, it was like, like the subway. It was basically a tunnel. <laughs> yeah. But occasionally there'd be people sleeping in it, and as you're nine years old, and you'd be terrified. Run! Yeah, 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 run. yeah, yeah. But like, uh, what we do is just hunt our anyone's trash cans and find anything cool glass, and just go down to the wash and throw it in the wash and break shit. Sounds yeah. like fun. It was, and then some fucking. I remember once you're just throwing those like. We lived in a white suburb, so there was a bunch of, you know, mom alcoholics. It's so those big <laughs> jugs of white wine. Yeah. You know, they're like Gallo, shaped like Winnie the Pooh's honeypot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you take them down there, and we, we had like five of them. We're just throwing them in there and breaking. And the lady goes, I'm going to call the fire department. And we all started laughing like, there's not a fire, you dummy. Dumb, and dumb. we just kept breaking them. It was great. Dude, my favorite is before something like that, I do did something like that as a kid, I would hear Rob Halford from Judas Priest <laughs> in concert just go, let's break the law. <laughs> and then I'd start smashing things. <laughs> so much fun. Ugh, like they're in Japan, they have those rooms where you can go break stuff. And you pay like you, you pay for a amount of time, and there's like small porcelain sculptures that you can break. They Dude. had it, and for a, for like a month, that store EK on Vermont had a tiny room where you could break shit. Really? Because no one's more stressed out than Jap- the Japanese. Like yeah. they'll talk about repression, so like they needed like it was basically a room where you could go let anger out. Dude, why isn't there one on every other street corner in Los Angeles? I mean, my bedroom's kind of one, like an ad hoc version. Wow. Well, all <laughs> so of our apartments are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. Wow. I was I was bring, I had a I was I was raining, and a friend of mine was coming over, uh, who's a girl, 
And uh, oh, but yeah. not like that. But still, she's a girl regardless. Oh, and I was yeah. bringing. She was like, oh, yeah. wa- she About lives in New York and wanted to see. <laughs> she's like, oh, I want to see. I want to see some of your like uh, all the new drawings you've been doing. I was like, cool. Drawings oh, totally. Your penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do those kind of okay. drawings. But I was bringing them in and I was opening the back door and it wasn't Her raining, but it had door. just. Fin- <laughs> but it just finished Time raining. Time me to break out my dick pants. And I, <laughs> I, had, I had like a stack of drawings in one hand. Oh. Oh yeah, and like a stack of dick in the other. It's not even remotely. Go on to eleven-year-olds. I don't know how this happened. We literally went. Kevin's trying to tell the story. We're like, and then you made out with her. I'm like the least. Get it out of my mouth. It's too much fun. One of the most sexually repressed people in the world. So none of this even applies. Oh boy. And I'm opening the door. It's even funnier. I'm opening the door. I have all these drawings in one hand. They flip over. They slide. They flip over and land on like a puddle, uh, like basically thirty thirty no. percent of the shit I've made in the like last six months was like because I, I at that point oh. I was like ah maybe we should stop painting and things that aren't waterproof like they just turned to mush uh. and I was like and I it's happening I'm like oh fuck oh fuck and I I can't get mad yet because I'm trying to save the other ones that haven't fallen so I open the door I just toss them on the floor. And then I, I'm, I'm like rushing back outside to try to flip over the ones that and see what survived, of which like a half of one. I'm like, I guess I can cut that one in half. But like then I went into the garage and had a real just like I was like, all right, this is going to happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and like I have an axe in there and stuff. And I just <laughs> you have a block I, of wood, too. Yeah, there's like wood. Oh, I yeah. just fucking took to this. I took to this piece of wood with an axe Fuck yeah. for what felt like 10 straight minutes and just was like. Motherfucking! Like, yeah. all right, now we're fine. And Dude. like one of them, and like more than, and then I went back the next day because I was like, let's let them dry and see what's salvageable. And I went back the next day. One of them kind of mushed in a way that was cool. Yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, it's not so bad. That's great. Yeah, I had to let it out though, because I mean, a lot, like, just everyone needs some. some probably kind of way seventy to... hours worth of drawing work, which is like. Like, like that. My higher power was like, "Sorry, nerd. <laughs> like, not today. <laughs> like, guess what? Doesn't matter. The past. Like, you're gonna have to make some new shit. And it was <laughs> guess like, what? Doesn't matter. The past. Yeah, I was like, oh, hubris, trying to th- make someone think you're cool. How do you drums? let? How do you let stress out and like? Oh, I go to the gym. Anger. Okay, yeah, me too. That that that. You know what? I think the reason I like going to the gym so much is it's a stress reliever. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. Simone, I go to the gym all the time now. It's the best. It's like meditation. Dude, we're gonna squat. <laughs> I was just talking yesterday to somebody about squats and how like. I because I haven't mastered the motion right. I, I like this woman at the gym was she had four, 45s on and twenties, so sixty five on each side plus the bar, and her, this lady's ass was hitting the ground. The squat was so deep, and I was yeah. like, I tried it once with like ten on each side on the four, and I I almost like barfed and then shit my pants on accident. You're not supposed to go that deep though. Yeah, you are. Well, there's all different types of squats. You want to go to at least parallel though. Yeah. Dude, she was pounding them out. It was, it was really You don't hard. even need weight if you just want to do those Hindu squats. I do. Or like when I do legs, I do squats with like 25 free weights in my hand. Because the problem is I was I hurt my spine kind of. Like basically I was like I was told not to put anything like weight above my head because it compresses my yeah, spine. Yeah, but there's hurts. a sweet spot on your back. Yeah, I'm trying. I like I'm learning the motion a little better with those. Like I'm, I'm getting it a little better now. And you want to sit into it. Yeah, I need Power to like. Power squats are the best way. That yeah, technique. that's the thing. Once you learn them, they're fucking invaluable. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. greatest. Yeah, deadlifts, squats. The Olympic lifts take some time. Deadlifts. 
Dude. Deadlifts are probably the... There's a couple dudes at the gym less. deadlift, like, power cleaning some fucking weight, where it looks dangerous to watch. Yeah, that stuff's all, there's so much technique in the Olympics. Yeah, lifts. yeah. Like, the dude's doing the thing where you catch it on the back, your, like, behind you. Is that where you throw it up and you kind of duck under it and catch it on your back? On your back? I've never seen I've that. I've never seen that either. There, there's cleans and jerks. And, it, like, and you catch those, like... Yeah, in front on of your, you, on your like clavicle. Almost. I may be remembering yeah. it wrong, but this dude there's was, great videos on YouTube, dude. These these dudes were throwing. These are some big boys, and they were throwing up some fucking weight. I was like, this. I don't want to be in this room because if something bad happens, I can't help. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. So was that Red is easy bit, like where the guy's like, "Hey, spot me." He's like, "You do as many as you can because I can't help." Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna fall on top of you with the bar. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I remember I spent a summer at the Jersey Shore. Well, a couple summers when I was in college. And this was the 90s. And it was <laughs> steroids were flowing. And yeah. you're at the Jersey Shore. And it's Guido heaven. Yeah. And there were gorillas. I remember there was this guy that was doing incline bench presses with 405 pounds. Oh, fuck. And he was just like, oh. hey, Sally Grotz, get over here and give me a spot. I'm like, <laughs> aye, aye, captain. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do? A guy asked, yeah. had me spot him like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, are you sure? <laughs> wow. Yeah, those dudes, you see these dudes throwing weight around, you're like, fuck, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Even like when I add weight, I was like, this feels unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> like I added weight on, like I I went up like ten pounds last week. Or you know what? I re- I'm fucking not good at math, so I'm like, let's go up ten pounds. Not realizing like I put ten on 20 each side. Each yeah, side. I put twenty, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I go like, why can I only pound out three of these? I'm like, because you're an idiot. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. but like I added weight, and I I was like, I bet you everyone's watching me bench press right now. Like, stay close to him. Stay close. You're the best. I was like, shut up. I pounded out nine. Leave me alone. I remember when I first started like. Uh, trying to up my bench press, my I was like, I gotta, I gotta max out above like two hundred, like when yeah. I was way younger, and I, I would make those mistakes too. Or I'd put too much weight on. I'd be like, well, if I can do eight of these, I could probably like throw on another thirty pounds and do like six, mm. not not no, even knowing. Right. And then I would. I'd get to like four or something yeah. out of the six I wanted. And the fourth one was super difficult. I'm at the gym Rack alone. Rack that shit home. Yeah. Then I get to number five, and I'm on my way down, and then I. I touch my chest and I get to maybe two inches above and it and it just it. stops. Like all of a sudden someone put their hand there. Yeah. It felt like you were pushing against a wall and I'm like, shit. And there's no one around. <laughs> and so and it, this happened more than one occasion. It would just uh it would slowly make yeah. its way back oh, down man. to my the chest. The roll under. And then I'm like, Well, now I'm sitting here with this <laughs> I don't know. Did you roll did you roll face direction or balls direction? I rolled down my stomach oh. and then I sat up and I picked it up. Oh, and as I'm picking it God. up, I'm like doing the scan around the room to see who's mocking me. Happened all that's of a us. good that's it one of the things everybody. Yeah. That's one of the things you figure out about uh when you're working out is no one's watching. Nobody cares. No one cares. Nope. They do not give a Everyone's time. looking at their own shit. Yeah, their own technique my or they're looking the at themselves, their body in the mirror. My gym is the best example of that because the people are such fucking free shows that yeah, I know they they must think no one's watching because otherwise, what would they? Why are they doing that? They're okay. I've by the way, six pull-ups yesterday, Nick. Nice, thank you. What was I going to say? The, the cra- sixth one was an extreme struggle, <laughs> right? And right. I think I was wondering, like watching this, was it more? Was it a full six pull-up or just an aggressive effort to get my to st- a chin stretch? Where you're like, you're up it there, and you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. I've always been bad at pull-ups. 
They're fucking I, hard. It took me a long time to learn how to do those kipping pull-ups, those butterfly pull-ups all the CrossFit people do. What do those look like? Where you kind of like swing in an elliptical motion. So oh, you, yeah. you use your whole body. In a ra- going around. Yeah. It Oof. took me a long time to learn how to do those. I've never seen that. But it works your whole body. Okay. I work my whole body. Oh, when I, I will say this. When the I craziest, jazzercise. The craziest people I've ever met in my life. Not the comedy store. Not Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. You're friends with all these weightlifters. It's the craziest. No, people in the gym in general. Yeah. The craziest people. Like, when I worked at that gym from the graveyard shift, Ugh. people that squat at 3 o'clock in the morning have deep, deep emotional I A few times I've been to the gym at, like, you know, 9 p.m. on a Friday, and you're like, oh, oh, yep. this is a different group. Yeah, 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 yeah. They look that's for what it. Madrigal was telling me. He goes to this one gym that's like, he go, and he goes at 5 in the morning. He goes at 5 in the morning. All luxury cars. Yeah, it's all winter. It's all winter. It's all winters, yeah. You would see the whole span. Midnight, of, no cars. Well, dude, the people that work out at say three thirty, four AM were at the bottom. They were like fringe lunatics. Yeah. The people that would start getting in there at four thirty five in the morning, like before the Tokyo markets <coughs> opened up. Yeah. Private jet money. Yeah, CEOs. CEOs start their day at the gym. Every yeah. article you read on like keys to success, the yeah, five ways to the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Working out is always, always, always on Yeah, mind, lists. body, soul. It's all yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I met the coolest people when I used to work at Gold's Gym in Venice. Yeah. The guys that would dress like you didn't know if they were homeless or not, but they're working out at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then they're like, well, my driver should be here. And you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the sparkliest, nicest looking watch. Yeah. They yeah, toss yeah, on so a watch that I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they're like, well, I'm going to go meet uh, Barack for lunch. Barack. And, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, the president. I'm one of his advisors. I'm you're UN like, Secretary what? General. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, Boutros, Boutros, Garliot too. <laughs> <Exactly>. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those. That's. It. I remember once I was buying. I was buying a purse as a gift for a girlfriend I had in college. Okay. <laughs> I was buying. <laughs> don't judge me. Uh, and like I, the guy who helped me, because I was. I stood around the store in a while because no one would talk to me. I was at the Louis Vuitton store mm-hmm. and the Beverly Center, and I was not being helped. And so a guy finally comes. He's like, "Do you need help?" I was like, "Yeah, I have buy. A, I'm buying. A, I need to buy a handbag." And he was like, "He was like, yeah." It's like, sorry about that. It's like they. Probably didn't think you look like you're gonna buy anything. I was like, no, nah, I understand. Wow. And he was like, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, you'd be surprised. It's like the other day, a guy came in here and he he looked like he fucking he looked like he just rolled out of a garbage dump yep. and he bought like you know thirty grand worth of shit. Yep. It's like he he owns like a huge construction company. Yep. And he's like, and I know he's like, as soon as he pulled out his wallet, his wallet cost two grand. Yep. And like that's the thing I heard a, a car dealer. Oh, I was buying a car once. And the guy told me a story where a guy came in looking like shit. But he was there to buy five trucks. Yeah, for his construct massive construction company. Yeah. But he was covered in dirt. There was a guy that came to the Hollywood five gym once. trucks. I have a million stories. Like, like once there was Sky, and he was, was paying cash. This guy had ten thousand over ten thousand dollars in cash. Yeah, because he just did a trade on his forex account, and we started to talk. And then I'm like, oh, this guy. He was. I'm not going to say what movies he produced, but he was a huge movie producer, and he looked like. I was going to have to call the police to get him out of the gym. Yeah. He looked crazy. And then another guy <laughs> I know got a job once because he uh, saw this person he believed was homeless at another gym I worked at and uh, was just eating food. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to offer this guy something. I'm not going to. Like, he was real. I had this friend that was real big on like helping people, but not going, hey, buddy, you need a handout? Like, yeah. So, like a jerk. Yeah. We're just like, oh, man, I'm trying to watch it. Could you do me a favor and eat half of this? And yeah. I was like, why? And he was like, I don't. I made too much, and I don't want to throw it out and waste food. And the guy's like, All right. 
So he's having a sandwich with this guy, and then he sees him like a couple days later. Sees the homeless guy a couple days later, and he had all these. He was sponsored, so he had all these free clothes, like sweatshirts and stuff like that. And he was like, "Hey, man, uh, what size are you?" And the guy's like, uh, "Why did, uh, large? I guess whatever." He's like, "This looks like you like this. This looks like it'll fit you." And he was like, "Why are you giving me a sweatshirt?" And then he's looking at him. He's like, "You don't wait. Do you think?" Um, he was like, "I don't know how to bring this up, but." Um, do you think I'm homeless? <laughs> and my friend was like, no, look, man, life's hard. And it's just yeah, like, we're yeah, all here yeah, to help yeah. each other. <laughs> and the guy starts laughing, takes out a business card. And he's like, dude, you're the best. What do you do for a living? And he was like, I'm not. A, he was like, this is what I do for a living. I don't have a real job. He goes, do you want a real job? I want yeah. people like you working for me. He was like, what? Gives him a business card. The guy had two offices at the top floor of a building in Beverly Hills. <laughs> he's in a tailored Hugo Boss suit with four assistants swimming around him. <laughs> he's like, here's the guy that thought I was homeless. <laughs> well, dude, if, you, if, if, we, if people didn't know what Harvey Weinstein's face looked like, yeah. he looks like a jerk in a Hawaiian shirt and cargo shorts. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just are like, it, you get a kind of rich. Like, I remember I met... When I met John well, you Hughes, what you always would yeah. want to wear. Yeah, I when met you're on John vacation. Hughes's lawyer once. He looked like a like a, a sixty year old hippie. Yeah, and it's like, no, he's just so rich he doesn't have give to a give fuck. a shit. It's like, oh, you don't like my clothes? Yeah, fuck you. Yep. Yeah, dude, there was a like that dude buys the kind of art you have to rent a crane. Yeah, like the dude, like I was, I saw him at a thing. I was like, what? What do you do with? He owns these teacup sculptures that like are huge. Each one of them is the size of a car. And I was like, how'd you, what'd you, what'd you do with this when you buy them? He's like, oh, one of the, he's like, the deal to buy them was they included the crane. I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) And like shipping that art costs $30,000. Like it's, you know, it's like you wouldn't, you would never guess it a million years. Yeah, it's all the douchebags that are trying to look rich that that don't, they're not. I'm doing a bit about that now where I use billionaires as an example. Like, cause I try so hard. Yeah. Like yeah. with how I look, I want to get to where I don't care like a billionaire doesn't. Someone asked Bill yeah. Gates, like, how much money do you have in your wallet? He was like, I don't have a wallet. Yeah. Yeah. I a lot trend. of those guys don't even have phones. Like, I transcend I money. People, yeah. I, I talk to people when I'm ready. Dude, yeah. Okay, there was a guy. I was thinking about quitting comedy about eight years ago when I was working at the gym. Uh-huh. And there was a guy I had become friends with uh, because he would always work out with his son. And I'm like, this is a cool dude. And I didn't know what he did or anything. I was just like, to me, anybody that spends time with their family is somebody I admire. And uh, he always had a smile. He was super cool. And we would just laugh and talk about life. And he was fascinated that I was a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you go through comedies. Like, it's tough, man. And you, I want to fucking eat, too. Yeah, right. Do you know what I'm saying? I have bills. And I go, I don't want to do that. And then I found out this guy. I don't, I, I'm not good. I won't say names. But I found out he was, like, one of the richest guys in the country. Like, for real. Ron Burkle. Yeah, like, type of guy that probably have lunch with him and laugh. Uh, And then I, because he was cool, and then uh, I would start when I, so I I was like, man, I don't know what my next move is, da-da-da-da. And he just goes, do you like comedy? Well, he goes, why did you start doing comedy? I was like, because I I loved it. And he was like, do you still love it? I'm like, I don't know. And he was like, you having fun? I go, yeah, I'm still having fun. And he was like, there's your answer, bro. Yeah. It was like money. Money's not going to change anything. Yeah, and I know there's people listening. They're like, "Oh, it's easy to say when you have a billion dollars." Dude, there's more miserable rich people than happy rich people. Oh yeah, and there, and a lot of the ones that didn't have it handed to them, there was a time when they didn't have a billion dollars. All the guys I met were like that. Yeah, yeah. That's why they were so fucking cool. Yeah, they made it all themselves, and then they were like, if they didn't kill themselves when they got to the top, they were like, "Oh, this is uh, I was sold a bill of goods. This is bullshit." Yeah, bullshit. It's all bullshit. Like, I love uh, Tom Shadyac wrote a great book called uh, uh, Life's Operating Manual. I recommend that to anybody. But yeah, he talks about his, book. 
his fucking journey. Yeah, he almost died. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like, oh, man, yeah. He had an estate. He went from a, an apartment in the span of like eight years. He right. went from like a one-bedroom apartment and a shitty car to a mansion in Beverly Hills and uh, three cars. To And he was like, oh, this, this was supposed to make me happy. This isn't making me happy. Uh, I need a bigger house. The mansion's not going to do it. Let me get an estate <laughs> in yeah. Pasadena. And he was like, oh, the three-mansion estate on three... Th- 100 acres in Pasadena is not making me happy. I better buy properties around the globe. And, you know, flying first class Jesus. isn't good enough. Let me get a private jet. And yeah. he was like, oh, it's all bullshit? Yeah. I had everything inside of me to be happy before I started this stupid journey? Yeah. Oh, let me give all this shit away. That's what's interesting is all the shit that they tell you will make you happy was made by human beings. Right. So why not just understand that, like, you possess as a human being inside the of you instruments already. to make yourself happy? Right. And it's like... You always find the happiest rich people live in like a regular two, three bedroom house and they have like a nice, you know, Roger Stallback. A, some kind of Toyota Honda vehicle. Yeah. And they like d- well, dress also, normal. Dude, if you're judging me by my car, you're, you're a, a dickhead. You're, my buddy had a pizza place and then they were meeting with an investor. They were thinking about maybe franchising it and yeah. like, let's cash out. Let's, let's be the next Papa John's. The investor, this guy was a billionaire with a B, self-made. Showed up in a car that was like 15 years old, uh. piece of shit taped together, and they're like, I thought this guy was rich. They were like, this is all. And he was like, I'm so rich, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, why do you buy a nice car? Because you want it or you want strangers to think you have money. Yeah. He was like, I'm not. Which also, you flash enough, you're going to get fucking robbed. Oh, please. Well, like, forget that. It's like there's people. a certain level of comfort that a nicer car will get you. But Ooh. after that, it's just vanity. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? You can get, like, there are plenty of Hondas and Toyotas that are, like, they're comfortable, they're nice, they look good, and then you go, oh, you get a BMW, few cooler features on the inside. But after, like, there's a 3-series BMW is probably all you'd need. If you're at your 7-series and all that, where they're, like, 80, 90, 100, there's 120 one grand, where the umbrella what the fuck for? Is inside the door. I think that's cool. Yeah, what, is, cool what was that? It was, like, a Bentley that has an umbrella inside the door. So, like, there's, like, a compartment in the door that, like, a full-size umbrella can spill yeah. out. I was like, yeah, some cool. I, I would like to get, like, a dope caddy. Yeah. I think they're kind of cool. Or something like that. You know, yeah. it's so sad. My dream car is still a just a new Volvo station wagon. They're awesome. They're fucking heavy, and I like the way they look. We were talking about this last night at the store, and I was just like, yeah, I've struggled so long without money that I don't want to see other people go through it. So, if I had enough money one day yeah. for... A three hundred thousand dollar car. I give away so much. I'm just gonna. I go. How about I take that three hundred thousand dollars, make three college scholarships, put it into a bond, yeah. And every four years, some kid is not gonna have to worry about student loans. Just how like about that. Pull the Oprah. You get a car. You get a car. No, like not? Yeah. there's no way buying a car was more fun for Oprah than giving all those people in the audience a car that one time. Yeah. She probably still thinks about it because that was fucking fun. Yeah. I was like, that's the, one of the more memorable things she ever did on her show. She just gave 300 women cars or like people. Drew Carey did that on his show, I think. Yeah. Well, he was, I always heard stories about him where he'd be like, at the end of the season, he'd be like, everybody on the crew, uh, this week, don't make any plans. We're going somewhere. And then he'd take everyone and their families to Hawaii. That's awesome. Right. All expense paid thing. Just like, I get a lot of money. I'm disproportionately yeah. paid. Sa- Santa Claus had to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> like if you want to be, you want to be happy. Don't take, give. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's seriously it, life's that simple. Yeah, get, even if you don't have money to give, give your time, give your attention, give your talent. Yeah, dude, just paying attention to somebody that doesn't have friends. Yeah, j- dude, that's such an amazing gift. There are people out there that literally just want to be seen and heard, 
and it all it, it dude you it, it feels so good to live like that yeah when you see you i see them some i i notice this in public and you see a person that feels invisible and you know you can, what i like you to can do? see it oh it's the worst i do two things that bring me joy number one when i go to a mall and I see like those mall security guards. Mm-hmm. I always refer to them as officer and I ask them a question and they fucking love it. I go, uh-huh. excuse me, officer, how do I get? And they're like, all right. Like they get, they stand taller. They're like, finally. Let me put a little bit of It's great. Yeah. And then uh, when I lived in Santa Monica, there were so many homeless people there that I could tell like when somebody was under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Right. Uh-huh. And I would never recommend doing this to somebody that's currently not themselves. Right. But what I would love to do is just sit on a bench next to a homeless guy and play a game called we're both going to pretend you're not homeless. Yeah. And uh, where, like, say somebody's wearing a Lakers shirt or something, I just sit down next to him like, did you see that shit last night? Did you see fucking Kobe not passing the ball? And they're like, uh, what? Yeah. And then you just start talking to them and it's a better gift than buying them lunch or a dollar. It's taking the invisible person yeah. and giving them back their humanity. And it's, it, dude, it feels so good. You basically pulled them into society with a conversation. Absolutely. A society that they're no longer a part of. Right. Well, because, yeah, a dollar is just mostly you saying, like, continue to leave me alone. Yeah. Well, here's some hush money. Don't yeah. Ask for basically, you're saying, like, I, I'm, buying, I'm buying not thinking about you for the rest of the day. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You're, buying away, you're buying back your own guilt. You're pushing your guilt down and then, getting, right. you know. If you want to do something, take, buy them food. Go and go share that well, meal. Well, so I them. used to do that. At, I'd always see this homeless guy outside of the 7-Eleven in my neighborhood. And he'd always be out there, always be asking for money. And you, uh, some days he looked drunker than other days. So you could tell after a while, like, okay, this guy's using it for this. Yeah. So he sees me out there a few times. You got any money? No. You got any money? No. And then the third time, you got any money? I'm like, what do you want it for? And he's like, oh, I just want to get some food. And by then I knew, I'm like, this guy is a user of some kind. Yeah. I go, well, you tell me what food it is you want, and I'll go in there and get it for you. Yeah. And then he goes, never mind. Yeah. And I go, well, all right. But I've had it on the other side where they're like, well, you know, get me like a banana or whatever. I'm like, yeah, man, no problem. And yeah, you just go in. Because and that costs you a buck fifty, buck eight for a banana and a protein bar or whatever right. the fuck. But with the ones that say no, you're like, well, I tried. Yeah. At this point. Absolutely. There was an episode of Tracy Ullman show back in the day. The yeah. show that gave us The Simpsons, at least we not forget. Tremendous yeah. show. But there, the, the, there was a sketch about that where a guy's like, you know, so, like a rich guy's like, you're just going to use it for drugs. He's like, yeah. He's like, I hope I get fucking blitz drunk and I pass out and I have a dream. And in that dream, I don't live this life anymore. Yeah. And you're like, all right, man, here's 10 bucks. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like some, you're like you're like I'm feeding the problem, but you're like I'm also this problem. It's at some point is almost unsolvable. See, that's the thing. Like I really, do it's think more, it's is. like super it's, negative way to look at it. It is, but like it's also like it's the same. It's the way you, I would look at like morphine for someone who's not going to live that much longer. Right. There's and, and it's like I, that's why I don't have a pat answer on any of that stuff. Yeah. Because sometimes I go if I give this guy ten dollars, he might get robbed because he has it. And I'm trying to make his life better, and somebody else just beat the shit out of him. Or I go, now he's going to buy heroin, and that money's going to go to a drug dealer that's going to use that money to buy fucking guns to kill his competition. And I go, and it's just going up the system and ruining society. Mm -hmm. I have those thoughts, and there's a a validity to that, that maybe I should just give to a shelter and take a guy and go, look, man, they'll feed you in here. There's all that stuff. But Brian Holtzman, the great comic, would have a joke like, if a guy's in a puddle of piss... Don't you think you should just give him a dollar to help him forget about the fact he's in a puddle of piss? Yeah. So it's like, 
it all depends where I am. The problem with that, it, basically, homelessness and mental illness is like a million shades of gray area. Absolutely. Boy, uh, and you just hit the nail right on the head. It's it's mental illness. Yeah. That's still the biggest taboo in society. Yeah. It's uh, still viewed at, it's still looked upon at not as like... A cold. Yeah, not it's not physical. a normal injury. It's not phys- it's not looked, it's at, looked as at as physical. Weakness. It's looked at as weakness. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you it's like everyone What's wants that old to- school mentality. It's like just fucking get your shit together. You're right. like, yeah, you can't. It's like everyone clowns. You don't know that you're shit. They were clowning up. John Travolta for, you know, brutalizing that name during the Oscars. Like, dude's dyslexic. Now, granted, someone should have been like he should have been like, I'm fucking dyslexic. Can you tell me how to say this lady's name? A thousand times. A yeah. thousand times. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, dude's dyslexic. Yeah. And also, who gives a shit? Ellen right. came out and said it right four times afterwards. Yeah. It doesn't right. matter. But yeah, it's like there are things in our brains that you can't fix, can't solve necessarily. Right. They, they're, they're chronic. Like you can, you can address them. But yeah, mental illness is still looked at in a really shitty way. Yeah. It's garbage. It's sad. That's why there's air hockey. Air hockey, <laughs> ice cream, and puppies. Air hockey, That's yeah. why there's fucking pizza and, yeah. and ice cream. I yeah. Dude, Ben and Jerry's came out with this new ice cream. <laughs> where they, with the, the fucking fudge in the middle. They've, they're so smart. Ben and Jerry are basically <laughs> Einstein and Einstein when it comes to ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Is the fucking whole cylinder, the middle of the ice cream is just yeah. all like, instead of hunting for the fudge, you can just, it's like, it's broken into three compartments. So it's so like every ice cream every flavor. Every bite includes some of everything. A rectangle of fudge, top to bottom, fuckers. then other ice cream flavor, so you can get the the, the thing in well, everything. Even further than that is each side is a different flavor of yes. ice cream. So you get so two different bitches. flavors of ice cream, and then the fudge spiral in the middle. Don't they know I'm just human? But you know what I'm probably going to do is just eat the fudge all at once. <laughs> 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 and then apologize to no one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I regret nothing (laughs) i regret not getting more ben and jerry's nobody stopped me (laughs) dude i'm doing i'm going on a hike after this and right after that i'm getting ben and jerry's are they out those new i don't know that's the thing i don't know if it's out they usually don't announce the big companies like that don't do it like it's not like a pair of sneakers like out in spring like that shit's hitting stores that week my hike is gonna end in the frozen section at albertson's we're a very fat country you can't make us wait (laughs) yeah like, we'll punch the poor guy at the supermarket. <laughs> Where's the ice cream? <laughs> Dude, one of the best feelings I ever had as an adult, because, like, for, like, 10 years of my life, I never went into a grocery store. Like, from, like, 18 to 28, mm-hmm. I yeah. just, like, starved and fucking <laughs> ate pizza for 10 years. <laughs> right. And Sounds then I was amazing. like, you have to get your shit together right. and try to shop like an adult. And I didn't know how to do it. None of that stuff. Still don't. And then uh, I remember going through the ice cream aisle once. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had this limiting belief that you had to be a mom for some reason to buy treats. <laughs> and I'm going through with like my security. Be like, so you don't have any children. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah, gonna yeah, have yeah, to ask yeah. you to leave. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, mom won't let me get it. And then I'm like, that bitch is in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, and I remember getting like a box of like frozen novelty treats, like the cones with the fudge and yeah. stuff. And then I remember just like, I brought like 18 of them, bro. Like the family picnic <laughs> box. And I'm just in line. And I had that same nervous feeling. When I was 19, trying to, trying to buy a case of beer, like, oh, I hope I'm not going to get in trouble for this. And the lady just scans it, and I'm like, I just bought fucking ice cream. Yeah. Nobody stopped me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, being a grown-up is the best. I can eat this whenever I want. Yeah, yeah. when you realize you're allowed to buy as much ice cream as you want. Like, Cake, I, there were times where donuts, I, would leave, I leave Gelson's with four different kinds. I'm like, the you know what tonight is? Championship day, and I would just go home and yeah. eat ice cream. Yeah, and then when you no realize can stop you. for $15, you can set up a Sunday factory in your house. Yeah. You can have ice cream, hot fudge. Cherries, sprinkly things, Dude, Sunday fixings is less than $15. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, 
God, God do a bit on it. that. Butterscotch? Dude, amazing. Butterscotch, Butterscotch is the shit. Dude, and you can buy a blender and make the best milkshakes ever. Dude. Uh, ever. Dude, I had a butterscotch banana ice cream popsicle, whatever thing. Yeah. And in the butterscotch dip were pieces of almond. You piece of shit. I'm like, this is, what is remember this place fuck, dude, fuck doing that. Remember just me. swirly jello pudding pops? Ugh. God damn it. So Bill Cosby? Good. Yeah. Fuck. We're allowed to have all of that Yeah, now. I could go Whatever buy... Whatever we want. I have the money to go buy 700 of them right yeah. now. Do you know what I did the other night? I went to eat with a few comics, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm not really hungry, but Name I do them. like I do want a piece of pie. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I can just have the pie. <laughs> yes. I don't need to eat dinner before. No, it's a, it's My such a liberating feeling. It's the dessert, damn it. Yep. I'm a grown-up. Dude, I have a joke about that where I'm like, I could have candy for dinner. Yeah. It's when you realize, it's like when you're in a diner and you realize you can have breakfast for dinner, and you're like, wait a second. Oh, yeah. The first and time I realized that, I was like, is this what freedom is? Yep. Yeah. Bacon Dude. and eggs at 2 a.m.? So I can do it. Yeah, life is amazing. Four English muffins is yeah. what you're saying I can do. <laughs> I remember once being in bed, thinking about food, and I'm like, I've got to wait till tomorrow to eat. And then I was like, <laughs> Dude, just because it's bedtime doesn't mean you have to stay in fucking bed. Like, yeah. I put all these limits on myself. Yeah. yeah. And it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I go, I have a big fucking giant frozen Kit Kat in there. Yeah. And then I, it's 2 and 3 in the morning. I'm eating a frozen Kit Kat, and then I open the peanut butter up. I'm like, Fuck yeah. what if there was peanut butter on a frozen? <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm happy to be alive. And you probably slept like a baby. Like a that. baby. Yes. I ate half a pint of Ben & Jerry's once standing up in my kitchen at like 2.30 in the morning in the dark. And yeah. it was one of the greatest moments of my entire life. That's amazing. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just, a fucking champion right now. It's like releasing a valve sometimes. Where yep. you just, it's all, and then... Tss, like, oh, it is pleasure valves. Yeah. I was there, I read on Uber Fact today on Twitter, it was like, junk food creates like an addict. It's like a pleasure center. Oh, it yeah. sets off all of them. It's like, yeah, good. I'm glad it's there. I'm yeah. glad that's what it does. Yeah. I'm getting ice cream today, and you guys can suck it. Oh, yeah. Yep. So am I. And then the really good thing is like when you eat really clean... And you're like, fuck, I haven't had ice cream forever. And you're like, I'm doing Feels good. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, shit. Party. Yeah, it's the best. You basically, what you do is you lower your party standards to the point where ice cream is it's the, the party. Same, it's the same thing where you take away all the like, you take away the notions of what like is the cool stuff in life. The shit Absolutely. that isn't actually cool. You're like, flush it down the toilet. When, when like, a, when you realize I don't care about a Bentley, you're yes. like, no, no, no. But you know, it still works. Icy cream. It's and the greatest. Little, and that new Ben and Jerry's with the fudge thing in the middle is the Bentley of ice cream. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Then and it's attainable. Anybody you, can do that. You go to the supermarket, maybe you take someone with you, and you're doing a dance at the supermarket aisle. You're like, ice cream party. They're like, you're pretty fun. And you're like, damn right I am. You're goddamn right. <laughs> you're goddamn right. And I, I like how everybody has a little ice cream technique. Oh, like yeah. My dad used to put his in a bowl and then mix it up. I'd make my own soft ice cream. <laughs> oh, and yeah, then he yeah. would take pretzels and he would crush pretzels in there. Ooh, this, is the, this is a expert technique he invented yeah. cold stone yeah he, he pretty much wow i'm straight out of the carton i don't like involving a bowl i want it right out of the carton i like if i do that's two, the best about living by yourself two different flavors yeah. i'll do a bowl but if it's if i'm just eating the salty chocolate i'm like fucking out of the carton i also fuck around yeah. with the forks i feel like it's easier to dig into some of the harder varieties uh-huh. yep fork. and that. i read a thing it was like oh you taste the ice cream works there's less metal involved so that's why he's a fork oh. okay mm-hmm. 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 okay and drag it off with your teeth Hey, so have you, you guys been pork. to Rita's yet in Santa Monica? Dude, I just went there the other day. I posted some picture oh, oh. asking if anyone from the East Coast knows if this is a legit It's legit, bro. Italian. It, what's funny is I posted Straight that picture after already ordering it and eating it. And I was like, 
I kind of like this, but I kind of want to know as well. And yeah. then people were like, it's legit. Go, it's, go, yeah. go. I'm like, I'm already halfway through Do this. Do they have a t-shirt? It's, it's the Italian ice and with the... with the Yeah. What, what, not, uh, well, custard. The, yeah. They I call got that soft served ice cream in Philly custard. Uh-huh. And then what they call gelato at Rita's is water ice, which is Italian ice to everybody outside of the Philadelphia region. Right. Uh-huh. In Philly, we call it water ice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give me a lemon water ice uh, with a bubble gum and cherry. Yeah, Mix yeah. it all up. You know how I like it, Vinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, Frank. Yeah. Frank right? <laughs> it's the best. And then, dude, good. dude, Philly has the best comfort food in the world. Yeah. I have to make enough money to live in both places. Have right. to. Right, right. Life's short and it's going by fast. Yeah. yeah. It's the only reason for money is so I can be near my family and stuff my face and have laughs and then uh, <laughs> escape from them yeah. and yeah. enjoy nice weather and oh, yeah. be happy as hell. That's yeah. the both. move. I mean, I'm from here, so I have nowhere to go, but. Bro, come to Philly with me. That's Dude, awesome. the best sandwiches, yeah. the best pizza, the best what we call water I feel ice, like Philly food. could be like what my meat eating city. Cause like just go, you know. Oh, you got it. Extra whiz. Oh, I God. told you when the one and only time I went to Philly, I ate three cheesesteaks in a half an hour. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, everyone. No, no exaggeration. Everyone, everyone. The clown. two across the street from each other. Pat's and Gino's. And then I went to South Street. Went Strong. to Jim's. Jim's is strong too. All in thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> three foot long cheesesteaks with cheese whiz. It sounded like you were talking about minutes. like athlete prospects, like high school kids moving in drugs. He's strong. He has a yeah, good out He's quick. There's a place called John's. There's a place called Tony Luke's. And the cheesesteak is the most famous sandwiches, but like a, a roast pork Italian sandwich. Oh, dude. Beats the balls off a cheesesteak. Sharp you- provolone. They have the stuff. It's like a bitter greens. It's called Broccoli Rob. Mm-hmm. That with sharp provolone and roasted pork. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Have you on been to... Uh, I even know the bakery to go. Have you been to Booze? Yeah, Booze is good. It's so all right. You like Look, everything place. here. I have a sandwich place. If there's anybody... I, I don't know if you guys have sponsors, but I'm going to give these we people don't. a shot. Go ahead. Do it. Well, none of them are sandwiches. It's so good that every time I go there, I'm expecting a line out the block. Yeah. There's an Italian deli in Encino called Domingo's. It's right on Ventura and like I think the nearest cross street's White Oak. Uh-huh. Oh, so oh, way out there. I can't God. hear those names without hearing in Brody's voice. Yeah. Off Ventura, Oak. east of White Oak. <laughs> 118. Bro, they do the best meatball sandwich I've had outside my grandmother's kitchen. Oh, dude. They do a, an unbelievable roast hot roast beef sandwich. Fuck. Dude, I just get hot peppers, provolone, and their Italian beef home run. And then they do a chicken parm sandwich and an Italian. Like the longer we're talking, I have little about droplets of pre cum forming on the fifth. I'm, yeah, really I'm just adding like minutes and minutes to my hike because I'm like, well, now I got to get that later too, <laughs> and then I got to get the ice cream. I'm gonna go on a seven hour hike, dude. You guys come over, we'll play air hockey one day, then go get sandwiches. Oh yeah, I was gonna happening. go to a drawing class later. I think I'm just gonna eat. <laughs> and then draw. No, <laughs> I'm. I was gonna go to like a figure drawing class, and now I'm just gonna eat. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, you might have to. What do I have to prove? Everyone Listen, we got we got to wrap it up. We've been we've, we're at an hour and a half. This has been okay. fun, dude. This was the best. Thank, Thank you guys. so much. <laughs> Thank you. Um, where we can't find your podcast on all things comedy as of yet, uh, yeah, right? Or no? I don't know. I honestly don't handle any of that. It's on iTunes, though. It's on iTunes. It's okay. called Good Times. Good with Times. Steve Steve Simone. Simone. It's on Stitcher. Mm-hmm. It's on iTunes. Okay. My website is awesomesteve.com. What awesomesteve.com or yep, awesome Steve. Yeah, because my little brother would say, awesome. Okay, awesomesteve.com. And your Twitter? At Steve, S-I, M as in Mark, E, O as in Nancy, E. Okay. At and this will come out this coming Tuesday. Okay. So do you have any, any gigs or anything? I'm going to be, you plug? Uh, I'm headlining Bray Improv March 18th. Awesome. And then I'm going to be at the San Jose Improv with Ari Shafir the 
21st, 22nd, 23rd. Okay. And then Cleveland Improv with Paulie Short last weekend of March. Sweet, man. A bunch of, a bunch of stuff. If you have not seen Steve... Simone live, please go do it. All that storytelling stuff we were talking about. It's like going to a sleepover. He's a master. <laughs> you really are one of the best storytellers. Thanks, hands down. Um, that I know. I, when I, like, I don't tell a lot of stories on stage, but so you're one of those guys I watch and I go, man, I, I wish I could do it like that. Comedy's E.E. E. Cummings. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Steve live, go to one of those dates he listed. You're always at the comedy store when you're in town. Too. Yeah, always. Um, so follow him on Twitter. Uh, go see him live. Thanks for listening. And thank you again for doing this, dude. Thanks for having me. You're the best. This is the best. You're the best. See you guys next time.